is Andrea from Gen Action, and this is the Together We Fight for All podcast, a student podcast from the Generation Action chapter on Roosevelt University. We use this podcast to talk about reproductive justice, immigration reform, the environment. Today, we're going to be talking about contraception and different options we have tried. Today, we have our guest, Olivia. Um, oh, first, Shayla, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Shayla. As you all know, I'm the president and co-founder of Roosevelt University's Generation Action Chapter, and today we have a very special guest. Okay, Olivia, feel free to introduce yourself. Hey guys, um, my name is Olivia. I'm a double major in political science and economics. I'm here today to just talk about my experiences with birth control and the issues around it itself. So I wanted to start just by talking about our experiences and what we've tried. So Olivia, since you're the guest, please go first. Yeah, sure, no problem. Well, I started birth control around 16 because uh, for medical reasons, actually. I started getting migraines and such around that time. And we really couldn't pinpoint what was the reasoning and stuff. So as many people have similar understanding of in their cultural background, birth control for young young women is really frowned upon, unfortunately, but we definitely saw benefit medical benefits it did help with um with migraines and stuff so i initially started with the depot shot which is relatively easy compared to the pill so you just get like one dose a shot every eight weeks i believe but unfortunately there also is a lot of downsides to that uh it did help with my regulating my period and stuff but there i didn't i did in, experience a lot of weight gain and depression accompanied with it, but I still believe, I'm still a firm believer that birth control should be accessible to everyone and affordable also. Um, and are you currently using contraception? In terms of birth control, no, not at the moment because I am still trying to pinpoint the reasons why I have migraines. And I had transitioned from the shot to the pill. And shortly after they had notified me that it does increases my, it does increase my chances of having strokes and stuff so i'm not really i'm still trying to figure out what i should use you know okay so i'm glad you brought that up because i was also on the birth control pill when i was 16 in high school um i think i talked about this before with sheila in our period um podcast that i had really heavy periods and like a lot of um, blood clots so my doctor suggested when i'm birth control and it really helped it did my period got a lot lighter and just more manageable and it was nice to know when I was gonna get it and how long it was gonna last then I went off of it just because like some that's the one thing I don't like about birth control is that you have to go to the doctor to get the prescription it's like a hassle right and like now there's so many apps that make it simpler to get it which is cool um so for that reason, I just I stopped going to get it because something happened with the prescription. I had to wait. I was like, might as well just not take for a month, see what happens. And I have been off of it now for like four years, and my period still has been pretty good. And I was only on the pill for like six months. Um, I would want to go back on it just so I think I've talked about this also on the period podcast is that my period now is light, but it's like occurs too often. Like I get it like twice a month almost and I want to go on the birth control pill and like skip the week where you just take like the sugar pill 
So and I would like not have a period at, period at all. However, I was doing research and I found that if you get migraines, they can like cost more migraines. So that's why I haven't gone back on it. And I'm trying to figure out what would be the best option for me. I think a non-hormonal option would be the best, but I'm kind of scared because that would be like the implant or like, you know, a foreign object that would go in your body. Um, so I'm not sure yet. How about you, Sheila? So I've never been on birth control and it's because I've always, I've always suffered from like anxiety, anxiety and depression. And that, uh, like, as we all know, anxiety and depression affects your hormones and then it causes like gain weight or um, weight gain, sorry. Um, and recently I started taking antidepressants, which have been helping me and my weight has been more um, stable. So I don't want to have another factor in like, I guess, ruining like my, my hormonal balance because I would rather have like a stable um, mental health rather than like having sex without a condom, you know? So my preferred um, contraception method would be a condom because one, it's like a, it's a physical barrier, which makes me feel more comfortable. And two, um, it prevents pregnancy. It's like 98% effective if used correctly, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, and it prevents STDs. So um, so yes, good to mention that if you are on birth control with a par- partner and you're not like um, long-term, I would say still use a condom yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and I think I also talked about this before. I personally think that doing both a hormonal and a non-hormonal option would probably like the, be the best. For just sure, to for sure. Make sure no unplanned pregnancies occur. Um, so I guess we could we should discuss the different options and just compare because like I mentioned, the pill is 91% effective and so is the patch and the ring. Um, so I actually found that out um, that there's some uh, new forms of birth control and I very funny, I got ads for them. I got the, an ad for this one called Fexi, which is like a type of spermicide that you insert. It has lactic acid, citric acid, and potassium by, I don't know how to say this, by tartrate. <laughs> um, it, but it's only 86% effective. So I don't know why you're going to make a new birth control that is not even that effective. I was like that. Yeah, I don't know about putting citric acid in your vagina. Like, I don't, I know that vaginas are already acidic, but I don't think putting another type of acid would be beneficial or even, like, safe. Yeah, because the way it works is that it makes your pH level, um, I don't know if it makes it lower or higher, but it, like, disturbs it to the point where it's going to kill off the sperm. And that leads to the side effects being, like, irritation and, like, yeast infections. And, like, I personally, I just think I would, those are things I want to avoid. <laughs> so I would not want to insert something that's co- that could possibly cause that. So is it, like, a liquid that you squeeze out, kind of like lube? Or it, was it, like, that sheet of paper that you were telling me about? Oh, no. So this is a liquid. Okay. Um, so the sheet I was talking about, it's called the Vaginal Contraception Film, or VCF. And this is 78% effective, which is, again, not, but this Mm -hmm. one's been around for long. Mm -hmm. It's not new. Um, It comes in a pack of nine, and it's for for $9.99 at Walgreens. Um, (laughs) 
I haven't tried it, but I was like doing research on this, and it had three stars on the Walgreens website. Like half of the reviews were like, "This works. We've used it for seven years, and we haven't got pregnant." And then there were a few that were like, "This doesn't work. I got pregnant." <laughs> um, so the way it works is that it's like a little film. I don't know how to explain it. It looks like. I guess like a little square of a condom material and you insert it inside of you however it dissolves so it's kind of like those listerine um like yeah. breath things yeah listerine for your vagina <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh there's other forms oh the other form that i saw on tiktok actually it's called anovera it's like the nuvarine but it lasts for a year and nuvarine you have to get a new one every month i believe so with the Anovera, it lasts for a year, and you put it in for, like, three weeks, and you take it out, put it in your fridge, which I think is weird, for, yeah, for a, a week. That's when you have your period, and then you insert it again. And this is also 91% effective, like, the pill and the current Nuvarine. And then the implant, this is the most effective. It's 99.96% effective. Hmm. Um, so this will go in your arm. I, it might go other places, but I mostly see it. It goes in your arm, and this is hormonal. If you get the copper IUD, that's the one that goes inside of you, and it's not hormonal because it's just copper. I guess that kills off the sperm, and it depends on what type you get. They go from ninety-two, no ninety-nine point two to ninety-nine point eight percent effective. Um, oh, and then lastly, the shot. That one is ninety-four percent effective. You get it every three months. Is that correct, Olivia? I believe so. Um, so as I was doing this research, I was like, okay, maybe the implant would be the best option. It's, you like literally insert it and forget about it and it's the most effective. Um, so I'm not sure, maybe I should have done this research, but I'm going to figure out, talk to my doctor if it's safe for people who have migraines and that's probably what I'll try next. Um, is there anything you guys want to try? Yeah, if I was gonna do like something internal or like something hormonal, I would, I would do the implant because one, the IUD scares me, because I heard of like it breaking or like when you remove it, you start bleeding and just like all these you know weird stories from people. Um, so I think with the implant, I would feel more comfortable just because you can like feel it if it's still there, and then if it's not there, then like you can just go to the emergency room or something. Um, but yeah, that's what I would try. Yeah, with the IUD, I've heard people say that like their partner pulls it out when they're having sex, and that to me seems so scary and painful. And I don't want to like discourage people from getting it because I've heard some people like it because it can make your period go away. And again, I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> like but it yeah, gets think, so it gets oh, stuck in the guy's pee hole. Oh yeah. So, because it's like in your cervix, right? Yeah. So he hits your cervix. Uh -huh. It can attach to his, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> so, are there any side effects you guys have experienced? When I was on the pill, I just experienced. I remember very vividly. It was like my boobs were so sore. Like I would be in class and I would like scoot into my desk and they would touch and I would like it would hurt so bad. Like it would hurt to hug people. And I guess this is because when you're on the pill, it makes your body think that you're pregnant and like sore breasts is a sign of pregnancy. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've gained, I gained, I gained weight or I was like depressed. Not that I remember. 
I just really remember like was the sore breast. <laughs> what about you, you guys? Uh, I think with the depot shot, I mainly gained pretty fast considering that I was still really active in sports and I noticed like my mood changes because I wasn't one that would be sad all the time and I noticed once the birth control had kicked in, I'm like, why do I have no motivation to get out of bed, you know? And I feel like birth control itself, it's really like hit or miss with people, their, their preferences and their experiences and I just decided to do the pill, which evidently wasn't effective considering I would forget to take it. Because if you're not keen on taking pills all the time, it's really not beneficial for you. But I do think the, the pill has like less as excessive um, side effects considering that you're not getting like the hormones injected into you all at once, you know? Yeah, I think it's important to mention that, like you said, birth control is going to have different effects on everyone. Because I remember hearing people say, that they've been on the depot shine and makes their hair fall out or like they still got pregnant so i had a friend that told me she was on it and i was like um like i was telling her this i was like are, are you sure and she was like oh i really like it so far and with the pill you forget to take it i was like okay that all that makes sense to me and i feel like i shouldn't have been giving her all those scare stories i mean it's good to be informed and know but i was definitely like worried for her and now i have a friend who like you said, she forgets to take the birth control pill, and I'm always on her about that. So honestly, whatever works for you, like whatever you, you can afford, whatever you can remember to take, that's what's important. So speaking of like, like those creams or like that Listerine type of thing that you put in your vagina, so it increases like the acidity in your vagina, right? So does that mean that our vaginas have a natural spermicide because they're so acidic um i wouldn't i don't know if it's a natural spermicide but yeah technically your vagina wants like the best sperm to win so whatever is weak and dies off that's uh -huh. like weak sperm okay because there's only like there's only like a 25 percent chance of getting pregnant which i feel like is because we're so acidic right yeah that makes sense and also, we're only fertile, like, six days out of the month. We were talking about this. And guys are fertile every day. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why there isn't more push for male contraception or male birth control, I should say. Um, because I remember seeing things on social media and on The View. I love that show. Um, <laughs> about how they've done, like, trials for male birth control. And they stop because the guys get depressed or they gain weight. Yeah. It's like... What, like, what have we been dealing with for, like, the past hundred years? Yeah, there was a guy who committed suicide because of all his depressive thoughts and whatnot, and that's very unfortunate. However, there's so many women that do the same thing on birth control, but once one singular guy experiences it, they stop production. And it's like, how come you didn't care about all the women that died because of birth control and just all the things that can go wrong with it? I think a lot of people think, well, we have condoms, you know, that catches a sperm, we're done worrying about it. <laughs> but what about people in long-term relationships? Why is it always the women's going to be the one in birth control? Mm -hmm. And birth control doesn't work for a lot of women. Like, in, we were talking about with our migraines, or it could cause strokes, or just hormones aren't for everyone. So yeah. I don't understand why this is an issue. Also, aren't um, vasectomies reversible? 
I believe so. But that doesn't really... So, if vasectomies are reversible, then how come we can't reverse getting our tubes tied? You know, because wouldn't it be the same thing? I think you can. I think you can get your tubes untied, but I believe many women end up burning, getting the procedure where they laser burn the mm. tips of their tubes so that way it's not reversible or therefore, like, the chances of getting pregnant are eliminated. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard of people who got their tubes tied, and because it's like um, your body wants to heal itself, they like get fixed, so you could still get pregnant. So that's why probably with burnt people getting burned because that's like more effective. But then sorry, I also think like the whole procedure itself is way more invasive compared to like men's vasectomies. You know, like why? It's just frustrating that like women have to be, go into surgery. Mm-hmm. You have um, their tubes tied, where a man can just go into the doctors and I don't know like the procedure itself like thoroughly, but I know it's a lot more like it's like an outpatient basis, and I guess that's pretty unfortunate in that instance as well. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I've seen on social media a lot of girls who are against breast control and tell women to do like more natural routes and natural routes there are like that's what people used to do back in the old day like checking your temperature in the morning um apparently that tracks when you're ovulating and like literally checking your flu- uh, your mucus inside like if it's thicker you're ovulating stuff like that and if that's what you want to do that's great but like it's not as it's we got to be open here it's not as effective as hormonal birth control because in the morning you literally have to check your your temperature right away like if you get up like that's not accurate anymore um and first of all who's gonna be checking their mucus every day like (laughs) so i'm not trying to be against these things i just think that this is not an option for everyone and i've seen a lot of like obgyns on social media calling this out because it's scaring young women thinking that birth control is going to make them infertile or like all these things that are not true. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem with that. And I do see a lot of like young women now have this idea, like my sisters or my cousins, they'll tell me like, yeah, I'm not going to go on birth control because you can get blood clots, you can um, cause, it cause infertility, it causes cancer. And I'm like, where are you getting this information from? So that really bothers me. Have you guys seen this? I haven't seen that, but it seems like something that would be sending the wrong message to young girls like young girls in like late middle school or early high school because if we're sending out the message that you're only fertile within these six days they're going to be having unprotected sex you know all the time just not within those six days um and then but that doesn't mean that they're not going to get pregnant you know yeah i feel like because of that mentality a lot of girls have sex on their period thinking oh my period i can't Mm -hmm. get pregnant and then you can. But sperm stays alive in you for like, what, three days? And so if if it's still in you after your period, then you can get pregnant. So. Yes. Um, but I also have friends who are not just against birth control or against condoms too. And that also bothers me because, okay, I've, I've never had sex, so I don't know if you can feel it or not. But it's like, literally, who cares? I'd rather feel the condom <laughs> then catch an STD. 
you can't you can't feel the condom the only thing you can feel the difference of is if you use like a regular condom versus like a ribbed condom like you'll feel the ribs good to know i did not know that (laughs) um so i didn't want to even talk about this because it's not a birth control option but we just talk about the pull-out method so technically it's a birth control option some people use that as like their primary like contraceptive method i guess but i'm i'm against it i think it's like a good supplementary um approach to it but it shouldn't be the primary thing that you're using so the reason why i bring this up is have you guys watched bridgerton i want to so bad (laughs) so i don't want to spoil it for anyone but that is something that is brought up in the show and it's like, okay, that was your plan to do that your whole life. Like, the, uh, um, the effectiveness is like 53%, which I thought that was actually high. I thought it would be lower. I thought it would be like 30%. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's literally 50%. Yeah. So <laughs> if me and Shayla use this, one of us would get pregnant. Can we also talk about, like, the misinformation? I mean, it's not even in just that show. It's just, like, how it is, how it is also continued over time. Like, women are frowned upon about learning about sexual activity, learning about themselves and how their bodies work. Yes. Um, I think that show is actually like really good form of sex ed because it shows how being misinformed can affect your relationships um, because characters end up getting married. It can literally affect your whole life. Um, And like with the polar method, she didn't know what he was doing. In the show, she was like, "Does that hurt?" <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it was pretty drama, uh, like dramatized, but like it definitely exemplifies how, at least in our society, that how we view sexual activity is very inclusive. I guess you could say to like women or exclusive. Correct. I'm sorry. Let me get back on my train of thought. It's very exclusive to women. Like they are, we are really taught to like not talk about this conversation and I think it's important that we continue this conversation because all this misinformation that's all over social media you know yeah that's why this all this anti um contraception thing really gets me mad because we already are not taught about this so this is just making it even worse like what people do know is wrong um or there's like guys will brag about how their pullout game is strong and that's oh how God. they convince you to have sex with them. And I just, I never trust a guy whenever they say that because I feel like guys always say the opposite of what they are. And that's just my experience, but. Yeah, and I feel like, like at least in my opinion, I think that method is like extremely irresponsible considering how low effectiveness it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard guys brag about that, but that's <laughs> crazy. I yeah. think there's also, sorry, I, I think there's also just this talk around it. It really benefits man more. I don't know if you guys have heard about that as well. So it's, and mm-hmm. there's really no benefits for women. Besides, mm-hmm. I mean, actually, they're the ones that end up getting screwed over technically. They're the ones that end up getting pregnant. Yeah, because the guy can just leave. Like. <laughs> yeah, and what about pre-cum? Like, you can still get pregnant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if he doesn't finish inside of you. It's a very low chance that you will, but there's still a chance, and you don't want to take that chance. Oh, 
she loves to explain. So the fifty percent effectiveness rate, or fifty-three, uh-huh. um, that doesn't mean that it's um, less effective than like having just unprotected sex. What that means is that within a year, if a hundred women use this, or men, women and men use this form of contraception, fifty-three of them will get pregnant. Which okay, is- okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, I just want to explain that because I again I don't want to contribute to the misinformation. <laughs> That's insane, because oh. I feel like so many people use the pull-out method, and they're like, oh, it works, it's fine. But no, like, seven, no, 47 women have gotten pregnant because of it. So. And also, I feel like I always hear girls say, like, oh, I just know I'm infertile. I, if you not have, you've never got that confirmed, don't have protective sex. I see so many girls say, oh, I thought I was going to have babies, and now they have a baby. How, like, what... What's their logic behind that? Like, how how do they just, like, declare that? I'm not sure, but, like, one of my cousins, she would say that, like, oh, we've had unprotected sex for, like, months, I'm not pregnant, so I must be infertile. Well, it's because there's only a 25% chance that you'll get pregnant. It's very hard to get pregnant, technically, but it's, like, you don't want to take any chance if you don't want to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. I see how, like, that whole idea of being infertile, because it's just... And the product of misinformation, like many women don't know that they're only fertile for a certain amount of days per month. So they just assume like, oh, I'm having unprotected sex and, you know, maybe I I just can't have kids. And that's realistically not true. Okay, so Shayla just brought up this great thing is what what is the difference between FEXI and like the normal spermicide or like those out there already? So I looked it up and I found that the main ingredients on the spermicide is already available is a chemical called nanoxyl, I believe. Um, so basically I'm assuming that FEXI is like a chemical free version or like a more natural approach to spermicide for the type of people who would be like against putting chemicals in their body because FEXI is just like lactic acid, citric acid, that's like, you know, natural ingredients. But is it worth the risk of getting a yeast infection? Because, so, does that mean you can't get a yeast infection with regular spermicide? Oh, I think with anything that you insert in your body, there's going to be that. A risk, okay. But there's a higher risk with Fexi, right? I'm guessing because everything is acidic. (laughs) Like, with the chemicals, it's like, to kill off the sperm. It's not changing the pH level. Uh huh. There's something in me that doesn't trust Faxi, but because if that's the case, we can just like pour lemon juice inside of us, right? We are not recommending that, guys. Planned <laughs> Parenthood does not um, support what's being said in this podcast. <laughs> well, no, just like the logic of it, because if it's all acid, all like natural acids, right? then why not just, like, find an acid from a fruit, you know? That's, like, taking it extreme. Like, <laughs> use chemical. <laughs> I guess, but it's, like, you're, it's, like, they're basically promoting that we should just use all natural acids that can cause, that's more likely to cause yeast infections, which I find super sketch. Yeah, my problem with it, I, I already mentioned it, is if you're going to make a new birth control, why are you going to make one that's not that's like less effective. I'm mm-hmm. all for uh, for new options because 
really like all these have been are old like the pill old um oh and the sponge too yeah like diaphragm the cap all of these are super old so i like the idea of new methods but i would say methods that have less serious side effects that mm -hmm. are higher in effectiveness you mm -hmm. know i mean is the implant new um like new-ish when it came out because I feel like I've recently haven't seen so many ads for it compared to when I was little. I everything yeah. I saw was a pill. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about the patch using as a birth control method? So for me personally, I feel nervous about it because I work out and I don't want to like sweat the patch off or like the patch coming off during sex or just like it getting rubbed off by my clothes. So it just makes me feel nervous. And I feel like it's a little bit unreliable just for my lifestyle, at least. Yeah, um, when we had, sorry, when we had Andrea uh, as a guest in the other podcast, she mentioned that she used that, right? Mm -hmm. And she said like it took her a while to figure out where to put it. Yeah. So it wouldn't come off. She, and like, that's something I would have never thought about. Yeah, she said she puts it on her hip, but like, wouldn't it get rubbed off when you take off your jeans? Like, if you're wearing skinny jeans? I think she said I put it somewhere where, like, mm -hmm. um, it, like, overweights, like, the band of, like, her underwear and pants. Mm, okay. Oh, well, I'm with you on that. I, I don't really trust as much how well the adhesive is on the patch itself, regardless of anyone's activity. Mm -hmm. So I, I would have to still look into it more. But, like, as of right now, my standpoint on it is, like, I'm not too sure about it. Yeah, because it's just like a sticker. <laughs> um, yeah, so like anything like the um, the patch or like where you have to go get the shower every three months, that just seems like, or Nuvarin, that seems like inconvenient to me. You have to get like a new one like every month. Um, that's why I think I'm attracted to like the implant or the IUD. But with like the birth control pill, I know some people like don't like taking it every day, but I take vitamins. Sheila knows I take yeah. so many vitamins. <laughs> so for me, it would be like just another vitamin. Uh -huh. That's why I, like I like the birth control pill. It's like a part of my routine. Oh, so I looked it up, and the implant came out in 1983. So oh, it's not wow. super new. Yeah. But the pill has been out since, like, the 50s or 60s. Oh, have you heard? Super weird fact. Um, that, like, Cleopatra would use, like, crocodile poop as birth control. So that seems disgusting She'd to me. stick it up herself? Yeah. <gasps> So that means she probably got so many infections. But what I don't understand is do you put it in before or after? Like you're having sex with poop in you? Because the spermicide, how you do it is you put it in before. Yeah. So she using it like a spermicide? Where did you Social media. So again, this is not a reliable source. Mm -hmm. But I've heard a lot of things about this. Like I heard that she, she used like the first vibrator. Um, it was like... A rattlesnake? A beads. Oh, beads, okay. <laughs> no. Bees. Like, they were oh. bugs. <gasps> no. You wouldn't just shove bees inside of her. Like, they were encased in something, but I'm not sure what. Oh, my God. Yeah, this took a weird turn, but I don't know. That's what I thought about when we were talking about spermicide. Well, I would assume that she uses the crocodile poop as spermicide, but why specifically crocodile poop? Like, what is in it? Like, why can't she use, like, duck poop? Or tiger poop, 
you know? <laughs> Why fecal matter in general? Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. I would never do that. I'd rather get pregnant. Oh, she was also the first girl who sent the first nude. Or oh. she sent the first nude, yeah. Like a drawing or, or painting? It was a rug. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love how this became a Cleopatra fan account. Right. <laughs> um, so before we end the episode, we need to ask Olivia the question we ask every guest. If you were a form of contraception, what form would you be and why? Wow, that's definitely something I wouldn't think of. Um, <laughs> so which one is like the most irritating method or form of method or form of contraception? So I would just say that. Like the cost irritation? Wait, um, I'm sorry, can you re-ask the question? Like, what form of contraception would you be and why? Like what I would be? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I heard it right. So I was like, wait, what? Um, I, I don't know how to answer that. What are your guys' takes on that question? I would be the implant because it's the most effective and I feel like it's the safest regarding like the internal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say it the same. I think the implant because you last for a long time, mm-hmm. reliable. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I guess I would just say like the pill. So like, I'm not too like if you want to, if someone wants to take it, go ahead. If you don't, then I mean, you're just gonna do it. <laughs> but that's a that's a funny question. Okay, so that is all for today. Thank you guys for joining and keep an eye out for the next episode. Bye guys.